Hello and welcome to Almost 30 Podcast. Hello, everybody. What's up, everybody? It's Lindsay and Krista. What's up? Oldies and youngins. <laughs> Anybody of any age. Of OGs any... and new Gs. OGs and new Gs. <laughs> I didn't know what OG meant for a very long time. Really? Yeah. When did I you discover? No I actually two don't years know what ago. cap is. Who, what? Cap. When they're like, oh, that's cap. No idea what you're talking about. <laughs> it's like, it's a lie. It's like, oh, like if you were like, I'm, I have brown hair. I'd be like, that's cap. Who who said this? Everybody <laughs> is saying, I don't, I need to figure out where did cap come from? Be like, What's oh no, that that's short cap. for. That's exactly it. Like what is cap capitalism? Mean? Yeah, dude. <laughs> what does cap mean? What does cap mean? The meaning of cap, a captain or one where is it? No, <laughs> that's not it. What's up cap? <laughs> yes. What does cap Oh, that's mean? cap. Yes. People are screaming at their the ex- podcast. The expression right now. cap is slang meaning lie or bullshit. The expression no cap is slang for meaning no lie or for real. The expression capping or captain is slang for lying or faking. What? Where did it come from? <laughs> why? Dude, I hate this shit. I love that there's Reddit threads of like, where, <laughs> like, why? A cap is something you throw a bottle over. And then, in other words, you're exaggerating something with the top. What the <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> dude, I think I'm all, out. I'm slowly. I'm out I'm, on Reddit. I'm, I'm Can we stop Reddit? Dude, I, I 100% agree. I 100% agree. What is agree. that for? Someone dude, recommended Reddit agree. to me as like a, a resource the other day. And I looked, my eyeballs nearly popped out yeah, of my I, head. I said, excuse me? me? Our videographer goes, are you guys, do you guys have Reddit threads? And I was like, fuck, do we? <laughs> and we do. We have like two forums. No, no activity though, thank God. Okay, cool. So guys, don't do not do yeah, that. Do not go there. Don't do that. Maybe at some point, like, dude, I don't know. It's just like a lot of like, it's like chat rooms kind of. I don't like it. And not because you could say any, it's like, sure, say anything, but it's like, it's so much noise. It makes me dizzy. I know. So many people saying things. I guess one thing I do like about it though, is it's more words than photos or videos. Sure. I'm kind of down okay. with things that are more words. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, oh, we're like actually thinking and not like whatever the fuck's happening mm-hmm. on TikTok or the other things. Yeah, that's true. But it's just a wild. Yeah, it's just, I, I don't know if you guys had Juicy Campus. Did you guys have this? Oh yeah, wait, remind me what that so is. So we had this in Ohio. Juicy Campus. So it was juicycampus.com. And it was a gossip site for colleges and they had like forums and threads on college people. That's right. I will never forget. It came, it was like live. I was abroad at the time. I checked it fucking twice a day. Like when's my threads coming? I was like, when is my thread going to be up about me? (laughs) You know, you're just always like, yo, what are are people going to say about me? And matter of fact, I'm going to start my own thread about me. I I was like, just going to like beat him to the punch and just be like, dude, she's fucking disgusting. And just like cover every base. (laughs) And then be like, who's going to come in? Yes, yes. And like trick him. But there was the one girl that my boyfriend at the time cheated on me with. (laughs) And she had tons of threads about her. Really? (laughs) Yeah. That got me off. Wow. Actually, it didn't get me off, but I was like, yeah, that's fucking right. Wait, Juicy Campus. I completely forgot about that. Thank God that that got like banned. As it should. As that's it a should. Ter- that's a terrible fucking idea. You know what's funny though? It's with stuff like that. It's like testing the waters. Yeah, yeah. It's like Juicy Campus. It's like everyone's banned, and it's that's gonna come back. Mm-hmm. It'll come back. Sadly, I mean, what's what's? I guess I'm sure like colleges are behind it. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, didn't you? There was yes. this headline you so just shared. And I was just I was like, looking at Twitter for like that good, you know, that good feel good experience of just <laughs> checking your Twitter. Um, <laughs> Twitter. A California university is trying to build a mega dorm where 94% of the rooms don't have windows. 
It's at UC Santa Barbara and they're grappling with a student housing crunch. The proposed solution is to stuff more than 4,500 students. Stuff, I like that word. I love stuff. Into a warehouse-sized building in which 94% of the units do not have access to natural light and fresh air. Dude, this is like squid games. That's fucking crazy. That's literally squid games. That should be a crime. No air, squid games. There you go. Someone posted. No air, no windows. Also, hey, everyone, how much money are you fucking spending on schools like that? I know. It's literally like you are spending a obscene amount of money and they're going to be putting you with no air or windows. But then it becomes okay, something not no where- no air, but no fresh air. Oh, yeah. Air. Okay. No fresh air windows. <laughs> no air. No. There's a vacuum in there. And you have to- <laughs> but it's also like, then it becomes Squid Gamesy, where you're like, mm-hmm. okay, who has access to the windows? Mm-hmm. Who has the nicest room of the windows? Yes. And then you're paying more for the windows or you're having to pay more to live off campus. It's gross. And if I think about it, yeah, that wasn't a thought in my head about natural light. That wasn't mm-hmm. a, you know what I mean? So it's kind of taking advantage of the fact yes. that like kids don't really know better. Yes. Like I remember my freshman room, my freshman dorm room. I don't think we had a lot of light. It was all, yeah. it, literally those lights were fluorescent I know, above dude, my honestly, head. you woke up in the morning Holy with fluorescent lights, shit. like a whole panel above your head. I'm remembering I'm that I'm melting now. thinking about that. I was on the top bunk too. Oh, you had got bunks. Yeah, we had bunks, dude. Wow. I fell off the top bunk. We like we like lifted our beds. It was weird. I don't even know. We like made a fort underneath our beds. Oh, to put know. stuff under? No, to hang. To, to hang out under beds? Yeah, sometimes we would, one of us would study under there while the other would be like up top. Sometimes we would like have people over and like go down. Oh my God, and like kiss under there. It's called the bungalow. The bungalow. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, we had bunks. I was always on the top bunk. For some reason, I loved being on the top bunk. Oh, because you're scared. Yeah, because I'm scared. And I remember when my boyfriend dumped me freshman year, I was listening to, was it Jewel or something? And just about crying right. so hard in that bunk bed. <laughs> just like, oh my God. I was wearing these like old raggedy ass snap up pants <laughs> in this sweatshirt, just fucking losing my mind, crying oh so hard. Oh my God. Dude, you know. <laughs> And under the fluorescent uh, light. But that is crazy. Isn't that disgusting? Someone, so yeah, someone needs to protest that. They wrote about it in the LA Times like against it, but it's like, I just, it's, hey, everyone, if you're paying that much money, you should be getting a space. Why don't you just rent a bunch of houses in Santa Barbara? And this is and the priority of there. schools. Saving money by building a space that doesn't have the product, the, the, like the adequate Support yeah. for students. It's and all also, money. Don't accept that many students. A hundred percent. I think that's also the issue. I mean, yeah. I hope it like, I hope it goes viral. I love how it rained. This is another Twitter headline. It rained the other day. And of course, everyone's like, yes, it finally rained in California. No, it's not the end of wildfire season. Here's why. Like fucking hell. There's They're like, hey, everyone, be- I know you're happy it's raining in the desert. But it's not, don't be, don't let your guard down yet. Don't let your guard down. The mudslides are right around the corner. Honestly. It's like, you're you're still going to die. <laughs> it's Dude, raining, it, but you're still going to die. It's so doomy. It's crazy. It's doomy. I, I know. can't look at, I can't. The Twitter feed. That was like when I got on TikTok the other day for the first time, you guys. I've been on like a few times to see a video someone will send me. Mm-hmm. I opened it up and was like, let's explore TikTok. I was horrified. At the horny level. I was like, if I was a 12-year-old boy, I would abs- I would lose my mind. I would lose Dude. my mind. I was like camel toes. 
There was like, dude, so much stuff. I was like, where's, how is everyone's bodies like this? Whoa. Everyone's bodies were insane. Just like fucking- But curved. they're 14, that's why. 14 year olds, or they were just like thick mommies. With curves. Totally. <laughs> I was like, help me. I'm so uncomfortable. Yo. I couldn't handle it. But I think the point, I th- we were talking about this the other day, but the point- They hook you with the sex. Yes. But like the, the point is that there are people that could be, that are watching that it's not that, like we want people to celebrate their bodies, uh-huh. feel empowered in their bodies. But it's like, you don't have control over who's watching that sometimes. And yeah, it, if it's kids, if it's kids, you got to be careful. I know. You know what I mean? Because, because. I know. For so many reasons. You know, it's so crazy. I think I've said this, but I was like, when we were talking about stuff, I'm like, dude, my eighth grade teacher used to, I am me. So, I was in eighth grade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Now I think about that, I'm like arrested. They'd be arrested. I'm gonna look him up after this. Same. Dude, I can't get over that. Was How? He, was he like to you kind of like hot? Yes. Okay. So fine mm-hmm. for me as an eighth grader. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you feel cool. I felt. But how I was like, this is, up. it felt natural. But how fucked <laughs> I literally was like 14 or how, how old I was. I'm like, this is how you meet people. <laughs> what? <laughs> like, this is how you meet people. But you feel like you're more mature than you are. Yes. At that age. You're I like, I can handle this. Grown. This you is how you flirt. Me. Honestly. Dude, I want to die. I Do you want to leave your wife for me? Honestly, I'm that 14. one, he was single actually. So okay, the other okay. one that was really hot wasn't single, but he didn't DM people. But I, how many, how often does that happen? Oh, I think it happens all the time. I don't know what the overall, and now you look back and you're like, oh my God, loser. Like, it's just gross. Gross. It's crazy. I can't believe we both had that experience. I wonder who else had that experience. Uh-huh. I know, right into us. Yeah, right That's into crazy. us. I know. I, yeah, yeah and, and bless if you had like a, a really intense experience. I yes. feel like that could really turn traumatic. We had the prettiest girl in our school, my perceived prettiest girl in mm-hmm. our school. I don't know if anyone else would feel the same, but because everyone's pretty in their own ways. Mm-hmm. But she had this like bright, shiny personality. She needed one of our teachers. They ended up like dating. What? Uh-huh. When we were in high school. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Wait, while you were in high school? Yeah. It Did was, he get fired? It was a vibe. Uh-huh. He got fired and like had to leave his wife and yeah. And are they still together? No. Oh, She's married hi, to someone yo. else. I know. Ohio, dude. <laughs> yo, our school was, yo, so that happened. <laughs> One of our teachers got caught like jacking off in the parking lot. One of our, our vice principal was sending dick pics to people. Yeah. Oh, oh, we had our, our physical therapist got arrested. She was having boys over to her house and having showers and stuff. Wow. Having showers. <laughs> She was like, they were taking showers and shit. She was literally arrested. It was like a ring of like 15 guys. Whoa. Yeah. It was so crazy. Ohio's like, it's just like that repressed sexuality where it's like bubbling at the seams. Totally. I was, oof. Yeah, there was just like, yeah. My elementary school principal, nice guy, but I feel like he hit on all the moms, Mm -hmm. which is more appropriate. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Whatever. But I just remember as a kid feeling very, yes, we, like he definitely hit on my mom all the time. And my mom's just so like, eh, mm-hmm. whatever. But I was like, there's something wrong. And then I would feel weird around him. Cause wow. I, you know what I mean? You'd feel mm-hmm. kind of the sexual energy. You're wow. just like, dude, I can't yeah, dude. handle this. You're yeah, like, should man. I tell my dad? I know. Nothing, obviously nothing happened, but yes. I was just like, 
this is inappropriate. Yeah. But I also want the best teachers. So carry on. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Do your thing, mom. <laughs> oh, man. I was just, I was opening up to the, you know, the news section in your phone. Beware. Gaia may destroy humans before we destroy the earth. Who? Earth? Gaia. Earth. Yeah, earth. Gaia. Oh, that was sweet of them. That they called it Gaia. <laughs> They're like, like what? They're like Earth May. Why don't you call it Earth? I know. If you're talking shit, call it Earth. Gaia. We yes. destroy humans before we destroy the That's like destroy being the like, Earth. my mommy's a bitch. Instead yeah. of even, like, let me see. And like, what the do you mean? One. Yeah, what do you mean? Just shut up. It's like, okay. I hate headlines. I'm sorry. I, I'm all good I, with that. To be honest, I'm all good with that. Great. Sounds good. <laughs> if I die by our Earth, that would be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Like, if I get swallowed up by a sinkhole, I'm honestly, I'm, <laughs> I'm good. If the place is on fire, like, oh God, dude. Anyways, how about ways to save the earth? Anybody? No, yes. not a good headline. Okay. Yes, honestly. <laughs> like, let's love her while we can. Oh, man. Today's episode with Hannah Burner. This dude, I'm excited. I'm so happy coming. you got to talk to her. She I, She's in LA. In LA. She was in LA for a week doing a lot of mm-hmm. press stuff. And so I got to sit down with her in person, which was so fun. And I think we'll go on her show next year. Yep. When she changes it from burning in hell. Because <laughs> I'm scared of hell. <laughs> just kidding. But it was just like such a fun conversation. We talked about her engagement. So she's engaged. So kind of mm-hmm. reflected on that. I talked about my engagement and just like the process of getting married. We talked about mental health and we just had a lot of laughs. So this is such an easy listening great conversation that I really, really enjoyed. Tommy, our um, videographer afterwards, was like, oh my God, I got a lot of energy from that. You could feel Mm -hmm. a really good energy between us. So I'm really excited for you guys to listen and just enjoy like some laughs. So fun. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, If you're new to Almost 30, we kind of run the gamut Mm -hmm. and we like insert these kind of more light, fun, funny episodes. I'm curious if you're just like vibing with it Mm -hmm. because we're like thinking, okay, we can do this more often too. Like just you and I just kind of ripping. So would love would love your feedback, but also not too much feedback. Okay? Yes, honestly, would love okay. your feedback if I'm okay. If on it's that only day. positive, okay. yes. Let me check my astrology and make sure it's all good, and then I can accept your feedback. Oh man! All right. Well, thank you, Hannah, for joining us, and thank you all for listening. Really, really appreciate it. You can follow Almost Thirty on Instagram, Almost Thirty Podcast. If you're not following, please do. It's inspiring. It's funny. It's odd sometimes, and we just love to have you. Yes, and you can find Hannah on Instagram at Being Burns. It's B. E-I-N-G, Burns with a Z. And she is a comedian. She has been on reality TV on Bravo. And she has two podcasts. One is Giggly Squad and the other is Burning in Hell. And she is like a media personality. I'm really excited for you guys to meet her if you do not know her already. Yeah. All right, y'all. Enjoy this one. We will see you on the other side. Major announcement from Almost 30. We are hosting Space Camp on January 28th. This is our favorite event of the year. Camp Almost 30 has gotten a little bit of a rebrand because we were feeling like, I think we're ready to really go there with our community. So we are welcoming guests who we feel have really taken us to a whole other planet in our interviews and in our conversations with them. So guests like Brie Melanson, she is going to be doing a workshop on psychic development, find and tap into your gifts. She is a teacher and channel and one who has really been such a support and teacher for Krista and I throughout the years. 
we are welcoming Jordan Younger. So she is going to help us find our galactic origins. She is the podcast host of the Balanced Blonde podcast. She's an author. She's a spiritual teacher. We're also welcoming Lee Harris, who recently was on the podcast in a two-part episode, and he is going to channel the Z's live for us. How special. He does not do this often, so we feel very, very, very lucky. And we will also be welcoming Sandra Walter. So she is going to be teaching on Ascension 101, the crystalline grid and higher realm support. She is so special. She's a light worker and teacher and has been on the podcast And Krista and I are going to be sharing a very, very, very special experience, heavenly coated Reiki infused sound bath. And I'm excited for you all to join us. So this is happening on January 28th from 10 to 2 p.m. PST. Make sure you sign up. Space is limited, but it's absolutely free absolutely free. We're excited to welcome you. And this is the kickoff to membership opening. So membership is going to be open indefinitely now. So you can join membership for six months at a time and really, really focus uh, and support your growth. It is our favorite place to just come and be ourselves and really get super intimate with you all, more intimate than on the podcast. So I'm excited for you all to join the membership. But Head to almost30.com slash space dash camp. That's almost30.com slash space dash camp. Space dash camp. <laughs> Say that 30 times. Almost30.com slash space dash camp to sign up for camp. Absolutely free. We will see you on January 28th. I just fully... Oh, <laughs> it's true. Well, I love you. No, I just, <laughs> that's, like, that's a normal response. I told myself <laughs> I was brave and that I was changing the world by going on TV with a size six. At 100%. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to show women what a real body's like. But like the angles they get you in bikinis, I'm like, really? And you're I'm, like drunk, hunched over. Yo. Being like, yo. <laughs> how, did you, like, how did you handle that? I, I do think that... A lot of people go on TV to be aspirational, to be like, look, I'm on TV. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of going on it. I mean, I was going to be on aspirational, but in a way to show that like girls, like you could be, you could be hot, but you could also be like depressed and you could be anxious, yes, yes. but you could also be funny, but yes. you could also be sporty, but you could also be an entrepreneur. Yes. And you could be bossy, but you could also be kind. Yes. But I didn't really fit into like a box of a stereotypical character on reality TV. Yes. But I do feel like being on TV, I liked that like a hot guy would want to, like be with me and my body wasn't what you see in magazines. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't trying to change my body. I was trying to instead change the perception people have. I'm trying to change the world. I'm just, I'm I wasn't Teresa. changing my body. I was changing the world. And also it's hard to change your body. <laughs> also, stop trying to change your body. It hurts. <laughs> that, that, was with, that was with my wedding. I was like, after or at the wedding, I was like, guys didn't lose a pound for the wedding. And I like, I... I like acted like it was like kind of on purpose to like be empowering. And it's like, no, I fucking tried and I didn't lose any fucking weight. Well, I actually started working with a trainer because I was kind of depressed the last couple months and I wasn't moving my body. Yeah. So yeah, even if you're not pigging out, you're going to put on some. I just turned 30. I think metabolism's changed. And things start to not be as firm as they used to. And I told the trainer, I was like, yeah, I am getting married in May. And she's like, we don't do that. 
We don't do shed for the wedding. We don't do that. It's not our mentality. And I was like, okay. You're like quitting. But that's why I'm paying. Um, But then Des, my fiance, was pretty cute. He's like, don't get like weirdly skinny and like fake tan for the wedding. I want you to look like you. And I was like, that's the nicest thing you ever ever said. said. I do feel like that was like a huge, that was something I didn't, I did want to lose a little weight. But I did want to look like my, like I feel like so many people I would see would lose like 30 pounds. And you're like, how? Like all my friends, I'm like, how? Like, where did this come from? But I don't know if you, so this is what I felt like because I'm on camera now, not like you, but, and I have photos taken of me all the time. It's like, it didn't feel like that Mm. spectacular Mm. to be on video and photos where like other people, they don't have photos taken of them like us. Is this bitchy? No, we, we need attention at all times. All times. So this day for us is another day. It's, I have to photos honest, of me all the time. I'm on camera all the time. This is another day at the office. I totally understand why other people are like, I want this to be special. I want yes. to look perfect. Where, this like, is going to be in my living room. I almost Christmas want my card. wedding to be like for the other people to celebrate. 100%. That was my thing. Yeah. My, my main thing was like, I wanted it to feel like we thought of everything, but we questioned everything. Like, I feel like wedding, it's like, why are we doing the garter? Why are we doing... Like so much of it's like, why are we doing that? Mm-hmm. Why are we doing that ritual or that weird thing? And I wanted to do none of that. And I wanted all my friends to like hang out, get along, get to know each other and mm-hmm. everyone to just have like a really special time. And it was the best. Exactly. Because I'm also the kind of person that I can't enjoy a party that I'm throwing because I'll be Yo. looking around and being like, is that person having fun? Yes. Is there enough stuff? So I want to just know that everyone's vibing Yo. and then I can vibe. Yo, I actually... So we see a psychic regularly. So before I saw her and she's like, we're going to create like psychic space for you and help you go into the wedding and like not get involved in anyone else's shit. Because at the wedding, like people have so many expectations and people are going through their own things. Like I had a friend that was having beef with her boyfriend and you just, people are doing their thing where normally you'd be like, what's wrong? How's everyone doing? Mm -hmm. And this one for my wedding, I was like, no, not involved. Like literally anything that I felt like could throw me off. I was like, nope, not my problem. No. Anything. I was like, not my problem. It's you're celebrating your love, bringing mm-hmm. people together. If they fuck it up, you set up the space. If they fuck it up, yep. it's not your fault. They fuck it up. I'm pissed. The color scheme is right. I'm pissed. <laughs> I'm pissed. I had, we had, um, wait, so tell me what you're planning. So I just need to know what's oh, going okay. on. Okay. Well, so I met this guy. We got engaged in six months. He's gorge. Oh my God. Thank He's you. He's gorge. Do you feel, you think so? I'm a, I'm obsessed with him. He's so much better looking than me. Not He's, true. <laughs> He was actually... Guys just aren't hot. So it's like, when you find a hot one, you're like, he's hot. It's like, well, there's I don't know if it's because of my own insecurities, but I'm very shallow with men. Like, I always like to find the hottest, tallest man to make me feel like I'm a little feminine, dainty angel because mm-hmm. I'm not. I think mine's to make other girls, like, make me feel better than other people. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I am so shallow. I joke, like, only six two and up, but like, I've only six two and up for... It's for me and my insecurities. So, but you're tall. How tall are you? I'm five seven. Same, babe. Yes. My little queens. friends are like five four. They're like, I need tall. I'm like, sure, five ten. Yeah. perfect. <laughs> but he, he, he is the first guy I would go for models because I was emotionally closed off. That's what my therapist uh. told me. So I'd find guys who were like emotionally closed off mm-hmm. and not open. And 
so I wouldn't have to be vulnerable because I'm like, I'm not going to marry this guy. He can't, he doesn't even know what grammar is. <laughs> but I would like love having hot guys around yes. me, football players whose brains are mush. No offense. That's what happens when you play really well for too <laughs> long. Um, but you just don't take it seriously. So I realized Des made me be emotionally available because mm. there's something about an older man. I've never been with an older guy, really. I haven't either. He's 15 years Except older. I was like 14 and he was 18. Which is like, <laughs> That's perfect. I mean, that's adorable. <laughs> that's like, like, shut up. That's annoying. Like, <laughs> oh, I met my man like immediately. That I'm sorry. Nice. He was like a senior. I was a freshman. Was whatever. <laughs> that's hot though. It was not hot. It's funny though. I feel like in high school, it's like times five. So he's basically 20 years yes. older than you. Um, I'm giving like second wife energy with this. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. He's 45. He has gray hair. But, um, but a full head. A f- they say gray stays. If you go gray early, it stays. I actually saw him do stand-up five years ago when I was still like in marketing and I thought he was so hot, but he lives in Ireland. And I'm like, I guess I won't marry that guy because the pandemic, he came back to like, he has a family house in West Hampton and he knew I was in Long Island. We followed each other on Instagram, never spoke, never invited me on his podcast, rude. Rude. So he DM'd me, we went on a couple of dates. Then I went to film a reality TV show, which is not ideal, but we had like, I kept talking to him throughout and we got closer throughout the show. Yeah. And by the end, like he visited. When but you were, he visited on the show? He visited at the end of the show. Okay, okay, okay. And in the beginning, he was like, go do your show, focus on your shit. And maybe we'll talk after. But like, we just couldn't stop talking. And it was kind of this hot, like we got a taste of each other. And mm. then I was like, bye, I have to go do um, The Devil's Entertainment. And- <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I have to go get sloppy drunk and slur my words and eat chips in the kitchen of Summer f- House. I have to go fight with some people. Um, yes. So I survived it. And I really think he saw me like in crazy vulnerable situations. Yes. Like I was, I was crying. I was upset. It was like high social experiment that I was in. So he was the first guy that really saw me vulnerable very early on. I'm not telling people to have a mental breakdown when you first meet a guy, but it doesn't, Hurt as in, it's not going to scare off the right ones. Uh-huh. And then we immediately moved in together after. Love. How long? Six months? We moved in around... Two, I'm two months? Two months knowing each other. I'm into it. And we we were doing like intense phone calls while I was on the show. Like I'd finish filming at night. Would they be pissed that you're just on the phone? Well, like we'd finish like okay. filming, but there's still like hitting cameras. So at like 11 p.m. I'd call him. I'd cry about whatever happened that day. He'd talk me off the ledge. Then we'd have phone sex for like 20 minutes. And then we'd be all like, I'd be all like cried and orgasmed out. And then we'd like get to know each other. Wow. And we'd talk for like four hours. And I was definitely sleep deprived. It wasn't a healthy situation. I'm into it. And then it was the moving in is never, I think for me as romantic as you think it would be. But he kind of was like, do you just want to stay? And I'm like, well, I don't want to officially move in if it's not what you want. He's like, just stay. And then we quarantined together. And then wow. on Valentine's Day, he proposed. Um, I trapped his ass. Thank you. Damn. Thank and did you. you help with the ring? So I actually was scared of marriage. I wasn't Same. thinking of marriage. I wasn't into it. And he came bulldozed into my life and was like, I want to marry you. I like you. I've, I've lived my life. I He's like, him. I like you. I want to marry you. Maybe I'll love you after you marry me. <laughs> <laughs> I just, He's like, like before love. We never dated. I just got engaged. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I like you enough to marry you. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was scared of him. Like, I was like, are you love bombing me? Like, I just don't, yeah, I'm, yes. I don't trust men. Dude, whatever. everyone's a narcissist online. An, so I mean, you're like, like fucking love comedian. Comedian. Yeah. Like, of course not. I was just scared. But he, 
I was like, kind of like, I made him try to make him jealous one day. And he's like, if you're going to play games, I'm out. And there was this refreshingness of, I really do find a lot of my friends' best relationships, the guy like knows before the girl. Yeah. Not that he likes you more. Because we we go back and forth where sometimes I feel like I like him more. Yes. He likes me more. But in the beginning, he fucking knew when I didn't know. Mm. And that was hot. And then as a joke, I sent him a link to a ring. Because we would, I joked like, oh, I don't even want an engagement ring. I want like a pearl. Like, fuck the patriarchy. Like, meh. Which maybe that is one way to get him. Because he's like, oh, this girl's cheap. He's like, oh, she's different. Yeah, like I'm so different. Yeah, literally. But I never looked into rings. And then I started looking into it. And I was like, I need an Emily Ratajkowski two diamond ring. Mm -hmm. That's why your rings blew my mind, which I have questions Mm -hmm. about. But I originally sent him an emerald ring. Because I thought emerald was like edgy. This is so amazing. Realize that it's not as sparkly. You have to get the cushion. If People don't know how much money it's worth if it's an emerald. Oh, yeah. I know. With the diamond, they're like, that's about this amount. Yeah. So then you can judge their social status based on that. A hundred percent. So I sent it to Des and he was like, he writes on it. But we're both comedians. So it's hard to tell when we're joking or not. So I thought this was a bit. I thought we were having fun. Then I changed my mind and I wanted... Okay, my mom had a pair for a second. I was like, do I get like a teardroppy pair? Yeah. I know you're judging a little, but it's okay. No, I'm not. I love pairs. Okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love pairs. We sent, I love them all. I sent him a pair because I'm pear-shaped <laughs> and I wanted to bring <laughs> You're like, pear like my ass, baby. Pear like my booty. <laughs> so then he goes, do you want to be involved or not? And I was like, wait, what? And he was like, let me do it. But if you want to be involved, then be involved because you're changing your mind every two seconds. And I was like, oh, we're doing this. So then I called my mom once and I was like, I changed my mind. I want to just, because I've never thought of engagement rings. I know. You know how you spend your whole life developing your your fashion, your style, your home decor? I haven't thought for, I didn't think I was going to get engaged. I met this guy two days ago. Yep. So I did some research and eventually through trial and error, I decided I want a gold band. I want... Um, platinum prongs and I want a basic princess cut. It's amazing. It couldn't be better. Coming from a girl with taste like you. I know, I've got You're going to make me cry. Couldn't be better, honestly. Isn't it? And that's the thing. So I had my original, my She's original like, one. It's just I'm basic. Proud I did, I'm proud of you, honey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you, I'm well, like yours, well, let's talk bands. How did you trick him to get you a, to engage your ring? <laughs> you guys, I have two. I bought the second one myself. Where's your wedding band? That's my promise to myself. Wedding band's here. Oh my god! I say that's my promise to myself. Like it's spiritually inspired, but it's not. It just looks better. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, this one's for us. And this one's for my promise to me and my soul. Were you inspired at all by Emily Ratajkowski's ring? Yeah, for sure. That blew my brain. Hers is sick. I even liked Ariana's, how she had the random pearl. pearl. And I was like, I can't be doing these old school, just regular rings. But then I realized we do have a budget. Yes. 100%. 100%. But seeing that you just bought your own diamond ring. Own. What do you think about the fact that guys don't get rings? So I'm walking around with this beautiful ring and men will flirt with me. I will see them look at my ring and uh-huh. then be like, no. And I'm like, what is Des doing at the bar? I know. Justin, he was always like, you never wear your ring. Because at first it's uncomfortable. Like I never was like, I never was like, ex- I didn't know you're not supposed to take it off. I would take it off all the time. Babe, same. Almost lost it same. 400 times. Leave it everywhere. And I didn't, I'm not one that was like, oh, I love Justin. That's what I was excited about. But I was never someone that was like, I can't wait to be engaged. It didn't really... I had to get over... Like I felt like it was kind of lame. 
I think there was like an idea I had about it that was like lame. Well, it's for some a very reason. old school concept that yes. you wait around and one day a guy is just going to be like, I choose you. And being a wife felt old to me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I was like, oh, that's like what you do when you're older. That's when your life ends. On, I just felt like it was like, weird when people, that's my husband, that's my wife. I'm like, you're older than me. (laughs) And so I had to like get over that. But yeah, I mean, it's a whole vibe and process. And honestly, the engagement period was like crazy. Like for our relationship, for friends, like how are, are, are you feeling like it's a lot of pressure? Are you guys planning? So I recently realized from him that when he proposed, he wasn't thinking about getting married. Um, he just wanted to do it as like to let me know that like he's for in it media. for the right reasons. Yeah, for social media. <laughs> the most incredible engagement He wanted to do it with a photo. A TikTok. <laughs> he wanted a TikTok. But I immediately next day, I wasn't thinking about weddings, but I was like, okay, we need to get the list together. You I, said that the next day? Yeah, I did. I don't know who I became. Totally. I don't know You're who like I became. Possessed. I was like... <laughs> <laughs> no, I literally blacked out. You're like, monster. okay, I need something blue, something old, and something from my mom. <laughs> Do you want to hear something insane? What? The first wedding dress I tried on, I chose. Really? <laughs> I think I would know. I think I want to see a picture and I think I know what it would look like. What do you think? I think it's like... Beautiful silk or satin. Uh-huh. Not a lot of detail, uh-huh. but just like cuts and fits really nice. You nailed it. Yes, you bitch. You nails that bitch. But, buttons on the butt? Yep. Yes, bitch. Just Show look. off your butt. I know your it butt. It was all about the booty. All about the booty. It's all about the booty. Is the back visible? A, a it little goes low, bit of but back. not like, like top of the crack low. And then like a cowboy hat on top. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and bling. Yes. It's funny because I have shopping anxiety and I think shopping is very like next best thing. Like you can, I could try on a bazillion Mm -hmm. things. And people also don't talk about the trauma of trying on wedding dresses. Because you basically have to look in the mirror and be like, this is what I'm presenting as like my worth as a woman that I'm giving to a man. And this size is 18 sizes bigger than my normal size. Yes, and it's heavy. And it's kind of emotionally exhausting to like, have to have all your people look at your body and be like, does this look good on your body? Mm -hmm. Let's be honest, that's what it is. So I found a random strip mall in like middle of Long Island just to try on shapes. Cause I'm like, I don't know what shape looks good on me. The cutest lady was helping us out. Were you by yourself? It was with my mom and my Nana. Perfect. And first dress I try on, I go, I love this one. Like, and they're like, beautiful. okay, we'll try on like eight more. And I was like, okay, but I'm just saying, I think this is it. I, it's also deep down. I don't want to be on this journey for six months. Oh. And I know a lot of people go on it and you could... And then I, it's almost like doing makeup. I feel like, you know, if you do it too long, next thing you know, you're like, why do I have glitter all over my yeah, 100%. face? 100%. Like, next thing you know, you have like a peacock dress. Like, it's a smoky Yes. Because it's like looking too at... Too much time. It's like watching yes. a, a joke that you did. If you watch it too many times over, you're like, this isn't funny. Or yes. if you look at a selfie too long, you're like, you I'm do your alien. introduction. When you do your introduction, you're like, hi, I'm like... <laughs> and I'll just like... Lindsay's like, every time you add some sort of like new detail or like something new about your story, I'm like, I'm trying to keep it fresh. <laughs> Like, I'm like, yeah, and so in third grade, I actually was um, arrested. And it's like, what? There was a trauma that happened in third grade. Someone stole my pencil. Um, So I tried on the other dresses. I didn't love them as much. And then I was like, guys, am I not right? Is it the first one? And they were like, do you want to just end this right now? And I said, that's how I feel about men too, though. Like, I want to focus on my career. I met a guy. He's great. Check that off the list. Fuck, I'm done. I have to fucking date anymore. Yes. And I don't know if that's the right perspective to have, but in the most positive light, I felt like I found my partner. Do you feel like as a comedian that you're going to like lose some like a bit, like some jokes? 
I so literally all, always think about that. All my jokes were about being single. I know, babe. And why I'm single. And then quarantine hits, my tour gets canceled, and I meet the love of my life, and we get engaged. And then I'm on stage like... Like, boyfriends are exhausting. You have to take them on walks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So what I do now with my stand-up is I talk about, like, quarantine and how it was dark and how I was single. And then I talk about my fuckboy jokes and I go into, you know, analyzing all that shit. But then I go, I got engaged and I, like, have started delving into that stuff. And everyone's like, boo. <laughs> I, I joke. I go, um, I talk about fuckboys and I'm like do you guys think Des is a fuck boy? And they're like, no. And I'm like, he is. He's a retired fuck boy. Yeah. But like, it's interesting. If I met him when he was 30, I don't think it would have worked. I think timing is so How important. Old is he? he was just like a traveling comic. <clears throat> and he was like so busy and mm-hmm. like, like fucking, fucking around, strangers and fucking strangers and whatever. shit, being like hot shit, whatever. And now he's just tired. Yes. Like he's seen so many tits in his life and I just was there to be like, shh, it's okay. Take a nap. Shut up. Yes. And the, and he still has like the swag of a fuck boy. I'm into that. But like That's he so has true. arthritis. He's not chasing women anymore, you know. The swag is key. Swag, swag is, is hard everything. to describe, but it's actually key. It's like he It's like a way that they move. The way I test it, yes. The way I test it is if I make fun of you and you can make fun of me back. Yes. I'm in. Yes. If I make fun of a guy and he doesn't spit it back, I'm so bored immediately. Yes. yes. Or he has to laugh at it. Yes. Like, I just need a laugh at least. Yeah, I actually was just on Sh- um, Shan Boudram's yes. podcast. Yep. And we were talking about bidding, how important it is in a relationship. Are you familiar with What's bidding? bidding? So bidding is this thing where you just say something towards them to see if it grabs their attention. Uh-huh. Kind of like either just being like, isn't this room nice? Mm-hmm. And he acknowledges it. Or you make a joke like, isn't this a silly outfit? And he's yes. like, ha ha. So bit- when couples aren't on the same page with bidding... They, there was some TikTok video that basically said like couples don't stay together. And it's as little as like, is that bird pretty? If a guy ignores you and he's not taking your bid, it means the intimacy like is not going to last. So my love language is like bidding. My parents are divorced. <laughs> Dude, but they'd be like talking like two different total conversations. Yeah. Like nothing was like going. I think what for me is like number one in relationships is just sense of humor and laughing. I'm like, I was with Justin. It's like 90% of the time we're like laughing and making fun of each other. And the other 10% we're like fighting. But <laughs> I was going to say like having sex, but it's like probably fighting. But, <laughs> Which is equivalent to fighting. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, literally. I envision like stepbrothers hug where you're like, <laughs> no, we literally physically fight. We always say we're like, our relationship's based on combat. We literally <laughs> physically fight. Sometimes it fucking hurts. I'm like, dude, you need, because he's an only child. I'm like, you need a brother, man. He feels like he has like, feels an, like another partner. Yeah, yes. his little bro. After oh 10 years, God. he's like, yo, this is my bro. But I do feel like having that humor in a relationship, obviously it can, you can use it to block a little and like yes. not have to delve into like real feelings. But it's good like if you're fighting, if you stop and you can laugh at the situation. Yes. And they say intimacy is when you can laugh at the same time with someone. Oh. You know, like some friends yes. were like, you don't... You're not really on the same page with the laughter. Yes. It's that moment where you both find the same thing funny or something happens in a room and you both make eye contact and yes. you know what the fuck you're saying. Dude. And that's such an intangible that you can't describe. And that's why love is hard. And that is Paige like that with you? Yes. Yes. That's what Lindsay's like that too. Where we'll just be like literally thinking the same thing. And you're like, you can laugh silently in your heads together. We, it sounds crazy because we've been on like reality TV and all this drama and bullshit. And people are like, how are they still friends? And I'm like... 
because we think the same shit is hilarious. Yeah. It's number one. I don't think I could be friends with or be with someone that everyone th- everyone's funny in their own way. Yes, but true. it has to be funny to me. Like, and it's a very I th- does everyone think their sense of humor is unique? I feel like I was about to say mine's like I feel like mine's unique, but it's like you just have to have that special. Mine like, is I would say mine is a little dark, mm. where I'm not afraid to be like joke about sad things. Yes, like 100%. when I find I could shit on myself for like being depressed or anxious, yes. and people don't feel uncomfortable around me, I'm like, oh my god, I yes. love you. On our first date, I was like annoyed at my dad because he like, long story short, he had to drop me off on the date and he dropped me off like an hour early and it was 90 degrees. I was mad at my dad. (laughs) And instead of pretending I was perfect and had together, I was bitching about my dad to Des. And his response was, at least your parents are alive. Yeah. And we just start cracking up laughing. But in that moment, like he could have fucked up the date. 100%. So I realized immediately he has kind of a sick, dark, twisted humor and that turned me on. Yes. Yeah. You're like, ooh, how'd they die, baby? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, were you all alone your whole life? Tell me about that. Also on our, our like third date, you know, he's like paid for two nice dates. Mm-hmm. I do this thing where I'll go to the, we'll be getting like coffee or like a pizza. And I'll be like, I got it. And it's like $6. And then I'll give the person the credit card and I'll be like, he makes me pay for everything. And oh I just God. see how they react. <laughs> and he like loved it. He thought it was like the most hilarious thing. And I've done this to many men and yes. they thought it was just not that funny. <laughs> He's like talking about our podcast. And I'm like, oh, so you just have to find that person that yes. thinks your stupid shit is like genius. Justin will like kind of like attack me or like grab my shoulder in public. And I'm always like, help! <laughs> Like, I literally, cops are coming. I'm like, I'm literally going to tell him that you're attacking me. I used to have a best friend who we would get bored and get in pretend fights in public transportation. Oh my like God, buses, dude. And then just like leave. And we thought it was the funniest thing ever. Did you prank call? Yes. Dude. It's funny because Paige like prank calling too. Really? Yeah. It's, it's, we're scoundrels. Scoundrels. Absolutely. Yep. Me and my best friend used to prank call all the fucking time, dude. That was like, that was our whole entertainment. We were in Ohio. That was like our whole life. And then we used to, and then she became known as a prankster. So she would prank people and they'd be like, is this Caitlin? And we'd be like, fuck. That's some small town shit. Small town shit, literally. <laughs> We'd be like, yo, is this Caitlin? We're like, fuck. I remember early on, I, my only, I would just be like, it's Domino's Pizza. And they'd be like, what? And I'd be like, oh. <laughs> oh God, so Did funny. you ever have one, what was it, like the three-way where you'd have like, you'd call someone, you'd be like, hey. And then they'd like be like, hey, hello. And then you'd have someone join. They'd be like, hello, hello. <laughs> This is just sleepovers. Like yes, what we did yes. at sleepovers. Bloody Mary. Prank call. Did you do Bloody Mary? No. Dude, Ohio's so weird. We used to do something called Bloody Mary, which you were basically summoning like a demon oh, in the was, bathroom. We would do Remember ghost that? stories. Ghost stories, 100%. Did you do Bloody Mary? We you never did. Boys would? Huh. Do you know Ding Dong Ditch? Yes. Yeah, so I'd fuck with that a little bit. when I Tw- TP? Did you ever TP? I never TP'd, but I know what TPing is. Yes. It's growing up in Brooklyn is weird because you just everyone's scared of getting murdered if you like go. <laughs> You're like you can't go too far. Yeah, <laughs> this is so fucking weird. But in high school, everyone was teeping whatever. There was this girl. We're like, we're not gonna teepee. <laughs> it's so fucking weird. This is so wild. This is like a weird. Okay, we took roadkill and shoveled it and put it on her. Her, oh my her front God. door and everyone's like, yo, are you guys? We were like, yo, we put rope. They're like, are you psychos? They're, <laughs> They're like, like, are you? We murdered her friend and put her on her <laughs> yeah. porch. <laughs> yeah, literally everyone was like, ha. Like, Side note, do you know you look like Addison Ray? Oh my God, she's so sweet. 
<laughs> I don't know her. I don't like. I do. What am I gonna say? Like, oh yeah, fuck yeah, I love her style. <laughs> oh, who do you do? People tell you you look like. People have been telling me I look like the girl from you recently. Okay, and dude, you know who people tell me I look like? Who? Not anymore, actually, because I got my lips dissolved. <laughs> Kim Zolciak. Oh, I'm sorry, babe. I actually, I like her, but I was just not. You know, you're not like trying to live your life and be like Kim Zolciak. You know, Kim Zolciak. I think she's very hot, but it's like hundred percent. You just want. You want like a fresh face. It is always risky whenever you tell someone you look For like someone sure. it could go bad. I feel like Addison's very in right now, so I just yes. went with it, but... I'm a multimillionaire. Yeah. Her smile. She has the most beautiful smile. The most beautiful yeah, smile. Yeah, your lips are great. Oh, yeah. I, I had them big for a while when I was living in New York, but I got them dissolved in 2020. I just wasn't feeling the vibe anymore. Mm-hmm. I was just like, eh. Well, sometimes with the plastic surgery right now, I feel like it... Some of it is just like trendy. Yes. Like it, it is trend. Like think about eyebrows a year ago. Yes. So it does make me nervous when you do like permanent stuff to your face. Like what if it's off trend to have your nose the type of way yes. or have like- Or like, your lips. Or your lips mm-hmm. or maybe like your eyes. But as long as you feel like you're not like changing too much of, I feel like your natural yes. way you want to look. Yes. Wait for, <sighs> and I something I love about you and I really appreciate is like you talking about mental health and making it, funny and accessible and what has that like not to like get deep but like what mm-hmm. has that process been like for you and even before you were on TV and like doing comedy it's like were you struggling more or do you struggle more now or like what's your process been like with that Good question so i was a tennis player until i was 22 and i didn't realize at the time i suffered from like severe performance anxiety mm-hmm. but i thought i was just crazy But I also was playing at a very high level. So I was still winning a lot, but I was like battling demons every day. And tennis is a hard sport because when you're not feeling well, you can't cancel. You can't like pass the ball Mm -hmm. or call a timeout. It's just you out there. And when you leave, like you either win or lose. So I would like get the yips, similar Mm -hmm. to like Simone Biles. Dude, I just watched Ted Lasso last night. They talked about the yips. They talked about the yips. It's like a real thing. What? That's so weird. I was playing number one for the University of Wisconsin. And I like, someone told me like, I was changing my second serve and someone told me a story about a girl who like, she like lost her second serve. She just couldn't hit it. And like my OCD was like, that's going to happen to me. And yeah. then I, my, I just like shanked every second serve. I couldn't get out of it. So I've dealt with, but at the time in tennis, people just call you like a mental case. Like they're like, oh, she's a mental case. But I was like a very big fighter and hustler. So I would find ways to win matches. Yeah. Because that was my... Livelihood was if I win, I'm happy. Yeah. I was, it was, it was wild. It was like a cult, but um, (laughs) I survived it. And then at some point I was, I wanted to go pro, but I was like, you are miserable, bitch. You're miserable. Was Wisconsin good at tennis? They were good. They're big 10. Okay. They're stereotypically the best schools are like Florida and California because it's hot, but like Michigan was great. Northwestern was great. Um, But I decided I wanted to stop. And then I just left tennis. So I was like, oh, so now I'm not crazy anymore because tennis was what brought out my crazy. And I do think a lot of my anxiety, I would just put into my tennis. Yes. So my te- the tennis was just expressing my anxiety, but it actually wasn't really the source of it. That was just me, but I didn't know that. And then I got into a shitty relationship where relationships are mirrors. And I found this guy who was like hot and he was smart and he was funny and he was successful and he was like had some fame, but I felt like shit around him. And then I started to think that I was self-sabotaging because I felt like shit around him. And I'm like, Hannah, he's perfect. But I like 
had more fun with my friends, liked his roommate better. He made me feel bad about myself. And I'm like, what's wrong with you? So I thought I was self-sabotaging like I did with tennis. Then I realized you have horrible anxiety. Your gut is right. Mm -hmm. You have to start listening to your fucking gut. So I got out of the relationship and then I started manifesting like, what do you want? I was like, I want to do video. I want to express myself. I want to talk about mental health. And then like in two years, I was on TV and now I'm doing comedy. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a very quick, like, once I found my lane, I was like, oh, this feels so much better. Yo. A lot of the times, anxiety and things will be difficult because you're, like, doing things that you don't actually want to do. Yeah. And your brain and your body will tell you to get away. But I am so good at pushing through, like, things I don't want to do that I, I lost touch with my inner voice. And once I found my inner voice, it's... My happiness is waking up and just feeling like I can be myself. Yes. Is it hard sometimes when like the media or like people think they know you when they don't and people hate you or whatever? I'm still dealing with that. But like, at least I could wake up in the morning and know my people know me and I've, I'm being living my like truest form because I really know who I am. No one really knows who they are. I know. But it I'm, changes. I'm trying my best, yes. you know? Yeah, that's it's so weird with mental health and anxiety and depression because I've had it at like various stages in my life. But I have found that the more I'm being myself all the time Mm. and the less I'm doing things that in jobs I don't want to be in or in relationships I don't want to be in or just being inauthentic, it's so much easier. Like I haven't had a lot of anxiety or depression like moments or spells or weeks or times Mm -hmm. in so long Mm -hmm. because I felt like when I was living in Chicago, I was working at this job I hated. I was in a relationship. I didn't want to be in all this stuff. And I, it was so bad. And it was almost like that inner voice that I wasn't listening to. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you feel weird saying that because there is chemical aspects to it that like very much so exist. But there also is that too. Like for you, it's like, you're not in the right place. You're not listening to yourself. Yeah. So it's manifesting as like this feeling of discrepancy yes. between where you're at and like what your heart is saying. It's also hard because sometimes you have trouble deciphering those whispers that you're hearing yes. if they're anxiety or your gut. Yes. You're like, is this the, am I scaring myself or is this yes. my body being like, this is not right, mm-hmm. which can be difficult. I also, I talked to an aura healer, a so, spiritual aura healer I'm into who it. said I'm like, blue to go and purple. And she told me that I purple bomb places. And I was like, oh, what is that? I should be aware of that. <laughs> it like sounds important. Magic. <laughs> yeah. She's like, yo. She basically says like, you need authenticity around you. Yes. And if you sense things Bye. are fake, and this could be like a job where you feel like people are like doing something behind your back mm-hmm. or or um, people that you feel like are, are being fake with you and, you know, talking bad about you. She's like, if it goes too long, you will bomb the place. Like, you will just be like, I'm fucking out. I'm out of this. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. It takes me a lot to get there. And I've, but I've realized in my life, like I've been fired from jobs before. Um, I've I've lost friend groups and it tends to be because like, I can't fake anything. Yes. (laughs) And it can really hurt at the time where you feel like you did something wrong. But sometimes it's like with men, guys will not like you. Because you're showing them who you are. And then mm-hmm. the people who do like you are going to like you. Or you could pretend to just be like a cool girl and people aren't going to know what to do. Oh, the cool girl. Because there's no X factor to it. Yes. Like just be your gross authentic <laughs> self and see who wants to tie with your energy. That's, what's, that's what I think for you. It's like TV feels so natural and it feels so like easy because you're not faking it. So mm. it's like... 
if you're going on TV and you're even in... Re- okay, so especially with reality. So if you're a person, you go on reality TV, you're faking it as somebody else, mm-hmm. but people think that this is real. <laughs> you kind of are confused. You're like, who's... It's very confusing. Do you know it's fucked up? I think people who are fake on reality TV actually do best on reality TV because uh, there's almost like a, a a level of separation. Totally. And it's... They're like, they don't hate me. They hate my mask. Yeah. Or they like are so disconnected with themselves that like whatever they get is good attention. Yes. Where like I went out very raw <laughs> and I'm actually realized how sensitive I am. Oh. But I... To I, what? To just like being put in tough situations. Mm-hmm. And I really went on the show, to my show in particular, to just like be funny, show like the highs and lows, how I solve problems, whatever. But I realized like, I just, I love entertaining. I love making people happy. I and myself, my fears are not like being embarrassed. or My fears are more like, I don't like failing or losing. Mm-hmm. But putting myself out there and being me is what I enjoy. I think that's why I enjoy stand-up so much. Because tennis, I would go on the stage and perform, but end with like a win or a loss. Mm-hmm. That was like, you either fucking end suck with the or yips. you're the best. <laughs> yes, and the yips on top of it. <laughs> Did you like freak out when you had that? Yeah, I was underhand serving. <laughs> Dude, I don't, even I, know. I don't even know what that means, but okay. it makes me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> just watch it. But like, what was funny- It's just people, like at a college level to be doing that seems funny to me. It, no, people, <laughs> the, coach, you like write notes like- of when you play someone like scouting reports and coaches would be like, the notes we have in Hannah are insane. Like it's just all over the place. So it kind of worked in my favor. People were like, you don't know what you're going to get. Yeah, 100%. But my tennis was not just me. Like it was like, there was money behind it. There's coaches involved. There's parents involved. It was this like complicated thing that I felt like I had so much pressure Mm -hmm. from the age of like nine years old. Where stand-up, it's just me. My ego's not attached to it. I go out there, whether I do well or not, I feel just proud of myself for like trying. And it's been this very healthy form of creativity. Well, reality TV was fun to like be getting attention, but I'm not part of the creative process. And I actually really do love mm-hmm. the creating of it and being part of um, a little more in control of my future. With two comedians dating, is <laughs> that like, what's that like? So the stereotype out there, I don't know if you've heard, is don't ever date a comedian. Okay. Because anyone who like wants that kind of laughter all the time is probably dealing with some deep, dark shit. Facts. But f- fun thing about Des is that I actually think he's funnier offstage. I, uh, yeah, I actually know exactly what you mean. And when I say that, maybe it's because I know all his jokes and stuff, but like, I wasn't like, he's so funny on stage. I need to fuck <laughs> that guy. Like, I think he's very funny. It's important. You think uh-huh. his stand-up is good, but it's our chemistry that I like. It's you involved in it that yes. makes it funny. Yes. <laughs> he's funny I, when I'm he's involved fun of me. in it. Yes. <laughs> when it's at my, yeah, when he's tearing me apart. But I do think that he, he also, because he's 45, he's not like right in the center of his career where he was like so crazy and he's, we're, there's no competition between us. It was so fucking important to me. And yeah. also he's done stuff people don't know, but like, He's done a lot of documentaries. He's done like one man shows. He's done like musicals. Like he's actually more of a performer. And some stereotypical just stand ups can be tough to date. Like they don't turn off mm-hmm. or they're really depressed off stage or they're like really weirdly quiet or they don't shut up. Where he's kind of a, not really like a normal comic to date because I've mm-hmm. dated them and it's hard. I'm sure. And also, it's like getting him at the point of his career. 
you know, because at the beginning, it's probably like, oh, I've got to, you know, you probably go through a phase where you're like, I have to do stand up every single night and yep. I have to be this way. And then you're kind of more integrated. Yep. You're like, oh, this is my life. So I got so wet when we were talking and he said, I kind of just want to play golf, take care of the kids, like let you travel and make money. And I was like, oh, uh, marry me now. Yes, like it was like, the perfect. hottest thing. Yes. I do think now he's getting kind of inspired because he's seeing me doing stuff because he's now on tour in Ireland. Like he's, yes. he's doing it too. But I just love that he was like, shine, bitch. Just yes. go shine and I'll hold it down. Like there's something so hot about yes. that. Because he's had, sometimes he'll be like, hey, you're working too much. And I'm like, what were you doing when you were 30? Yeah. So that's honestly the only thing where sometimes I'm like, hey, you had your moment. Yes, bitch. Dude, you're like, I literally was thinking, I'm like, you work so fucking hard. Oh my God, thank you. I overwork myself because I don't want to be alone with my own thoughts. Yeah. Wait, you do therapy though? Yes. Okay, how's that been? I, oh, it's tough. I had a great recommendation from a friend, honestly. It's yeah, hard same. to find someone. Same. But I, a friend told me she loves her therapist. I said, I like you. I'll probably like your therapist. It's been, it's hard because I hate talking about my feelings. Mm -hmm. And as an athlete, you're trained to be like, are you nervous? No. Are you tired? No. Are you excited? Mm -hmm. Yes. So you have to, I'm so good at detaching from pain. Mm -hmm. Like I'll get a fever and I won't know I have it. <laughs> like even earlier this week, I got kind of like a bad cold for a second. And Des was like, you're exhausted. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so my my therapist is good to have someone that I could say whatever I want. I know, babe. And not worry about like if it's going to ruin my mom's day or if Des is going to be worrying about me. So that's been great for, for me. And sometimes just like to, I sometimes like push the limits a little bit where I say those, <laughs> those things that you like would never say out loud where you're like so yeah. ridiculous yeah. and like wrong yeah. and like judgmental and just like, just to kind of like see how it like feels. To yeah, say. to know that the person, it's that's what their job yes. is. Yes. Have you ever been mad at your therapist? I was mad because I thought she might be mad at me. What? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, she comes in, you're like, hey. Basically, I tried to cancel a therapy appointment and she was like, she was like, you're avoiding something. I'm like, no, I'm not avoiding. Like, I'm really too busy for therapy. And she was like, I just want you on for 30 minutes. And I was like, fine. And she was like, you're avoiding I was like, I'm not avoid. Like, I really don't have time. And then, like, of course, we had like a good session for 30 minutes, and she was probably right. I was avoiding. <laughs> wow. Because she was like, you're prioritizing something stupid, and your mental health is important. What I like about too is, I almost have a check in for someone yes. to be like, you're gonna be okay. Because yeah. I was going through a hard time. I also want. I kind of wish that we could normalize like Tell mental me. health institutions. I wish they were sexy. Yeah, exactly. Like they, I basically was looking up like wellness spas or whatever, but I was at a point where I was so fucking burnt and I was going through like mm. trauma. But it's like, if you go to a mental health institution that I feel like that's looked down upon, mm -hmm. we're like, why is that? I, I feel like it should be a place where you go where you're not like girl interrupted, but you're also not in a wellness spa. Like I need someone, something 100%. in between. You know? Yes. Like let's just- You want like cafeteria food, but like chic and cool. Yes. Like <laughs> I want like a trauma camp, but like we're all going to yes. be okay. Like I'm not going to kill myself, but I've thought about it. You I know? went to this one group therapy. It's kind of about trauma. It was like for creatives and yeah, it was kind of like that. It was very, it was 
very interesting. Was it good? It was good. It's just like, I realized that I don't like to share about myself in like a circle like that. Mm. Like when people are like, oh, I went through this. Like I could never tell Mm. a group of people what I've been through because it's like, because my thing is people listening. So if I was like in a group of people, five people, and I'm talking about something that was hard for me and I find that someone's not listening, I'm fucking out. Because I'm like, oh, you know, it, there's just something about that that feels, because I well, listen. Well, it's like they're shitting on your thought. 100%. So yeah, it was, I mean, it was fucking wild. It just showed, it showed me a lot about myself, how I prioritize other people mm-hmm. over myself. And then also too, it helped me like understand trauma, like big T trauma, mm-hmm. little T trauma, which I didn't know oh, about. Oh, I don't know about that. So in therapy, there's like big T trauma, which would be like abuse, like, or like physical abuse, mm-hmm. rape. Like the real things that most people are like, wow, that's traumatic. That happened to you. Like a big moment. Yes. And then, um, or it could be ongoing like abuse, emotional, physical, verbal, Mm -hmm. whatever. And then there's little T trauma, which would be like neglect or abandonment. And it's basically like processed as a trauma in the mind of a child or in the mind of someone that's growing up, but we don't necessarily perceive it as trauma. Mm. So a lot of the things that like happen in our subconscious that are little t trauma are things that like you would laugh at now. Like I have situations that happened in my childhood that I'm like, oh my gosh, like that was nothing. You think it's nothing. You're like, that was nothing. But from the eyes of a child, it is meaningful and it means a lot. So there's that little it's t trauma too. It's almost like too. aggressions and microaggressions. Yes. How like they're both equally painful, but yes. in different ways. Yes. Also, I like how therapists, you'll be talking about something, you'll be like, whatever. And they're like, no, that's traumatic. I know, dude. We had to do that in our couples therapy the other day. I was like, dude, we were at dinner and I was like, yo, this one time when I was, I was telling this story about when I used to work in New York, when I was living in New York City dude, I used to work at this place. And I was like, dude, it was so crazy. I worked at this place. We, me and this other girl, the company got invited to this dinner. And at the dinner, we realized it was only the C-suite executives and we were actually like servers. It was so fucking weird. And I was like 26, <sighs> yo. I was like 26, dude. I didn't know what the fuck. So, I, so the next day I'm like, yo, why were we the only ones at the dinner? And my coworker who was a dude was like, it's because you're hot. And I was like, yo, I was yeah. so stupid. I was so stupid. Like I didn't know... And in that way- well, no, it's not that you're stupid. You were like raw and not thinking 100%. about the fucked up societal- And I was like, a, and it was like your boss. Ugh. So there's been so many times like that in my life though, that has things have happened that have been like that, where it's like often weird, but I didn't have the context to understand it being like that. So I was just laughing. I was like, dude, it's so hilarious. Cause like we had this thing, blah, 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 blah. And Justin was like, that's traumatic. He's like, that's not, he's like, that's not funny. That's like, really fucked up. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh man, now we have to go through this whole thing. <laughs> I was like, no. Oh. And he's like, did you think that was funny? And I'm like, yeah, I've got a lot of those stories that are funny. I was like, if you don't, if you don't think that was funny, I've got a lot. You're not going to think are funny at all. <laughs> but it was like a, such a mirror from, she's like, my therapist was like, so what about that is is funny to you? And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, um, that I'm so stupid that like, she's like, stupid. Okay. So you think you're stupid for that. And I'm like, okay. And I'm like, and then we had to sit in therapy. And I it's like, like, oh, you're stupid because you thought that people, sh- you should have been there because people just respected you. 100%. I was like, Justin was like, you were an employee there. Like you were an account manager. He's like, you weren't like a, yeah. But I was like, damn, this sucks because there's, and I was like, what am I going to do in my life? Recontextualize all the things that were traumatic that I think are funny. Mm-hmm. Like, how am I, am I like, what if okay, I can do? Now you're mind fucking me right now. Exactly. But it's true because then you look back and that kind of seems like I'm violated listening to that story. 100%. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm like, it's easier to be like, oh my God. 
Yeah. What were we doing? Yeah. Well, I think it's a mix of both. I know. I think it's really understanding it to like prevent it from happening in the future, or like understanding those like subconscious triggers you yes. might have, but then shitting on it to make it, to normalize it and make it funny for yes. people. And that's going back to your original question about mm-hmm. talking about mental health. I like finding humor in mental health where like I've had a girl on my podcast who talked about like her suicidal thoughts and we were joking how she wanted to like jump off the George Washington Bridge, but like she, the New Yorkers would have been pissed about the traffic and all the people she would have made late to work. And we were just laughing so hard at it. And in that moment, we're not making light of it. Mm -hmm. We're just showing how like things can be dark and like we've all had those same fucking thoughts. Mm -hmm. And I was laughing because I I get you, girl. Like I've been there. Did you know that the drugs we take to manage period cramps were invented in the 1950s and exclusively tested on men? (laughs) What? It's literally outrageous that there hasn't been more innovation when it comes to periods. Daloon is changing that with dietitian formulated solutions that relieve our symptoms while actually supporting cycle health. Because our cycles affect every aspect of our wellness, period pain, mood, sleep, skin, metabolism, energy, and more. I, I don't know about you, but you know, some some months I'm like, oh my gosh, like everything has to stop, but it really can't because I'm experiencing you know, really bad cramps or headaches, fatigue, bloating, you name it. I've really tried a lot of things. And while I think I've gotten most of my symptoms under control, it doesn't mean they still don't happen and kind of disrupt my flow. So I was really excited to find Daloon and recommend it to a lot of my friends and they have been absolutely loving it. I was talking to a friend the other day that experienced like really, really bad periods, cramps and just all these symptoms. And she was so happy uh, to try Daloon. She's noticed that her symptoms have subsided. They don't last as long. They're not as intense and she can really just be in her life, which is really nice. So Deloon Nutritional Solutions are dietitian formulated to work with your cycle health, not against it. It'll help you all month long while also relieving your cramps and PMS during your period. Deloon creates effective drug-free supplements for period cramps, PMS, and optimal cycle health. So you can get the relief you need naturally, which I'm all about, and start feeling like your best self. So if you want high-potency, fast-acting supplements for your period cramps, PMS, and really getting your cycle health in its prime top condition, like 92% of their customers report that relief, try Deloon. Leave bad periods behind and start the new year off with 23% off. Go to cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. If Deloon isn't the right match for you, your money back is guaranteed. That's cyclehealth.com slash almost 30 and use the code almost 30 to get 23% off plus free shipping. I think it's my way of getting it into a conversation in the least awkward way. Yeah. And then you could get darker with it too. But um, I also wanted to normalize Burning in Hell, my podcast, mm-hmm. is where I talk to people about their demons. But I specifically talk to people that I think people look up to mm-hmm. to be like, okay, what keeps you up at night? What are you insecure about? Yes. Because I have this theory that just because you're more successful doesn't make you happier. And I really thought Biggest growing facts. up that like... <laughs> 
you like I'm like LeBron James must be the happiest person yes. in the world. More money, more happiness, more followers, more happiness. And that's what society tells you. I know. And it really is dealing with your own personal stuff and you don't know what people are battling. And I try to just like, I feel I feel less alone when I have people be honest about what mm-hmm. they hate about themselves or what they hate about life. <laughs> You're like, welcome to my show. So what do you hate about yourself? <laughs> I know my friend Ashley has the time from Girls Gotta Eat. She's like, are you gonna take a mark and fucking circle my body? Like, what is this? <laughs> <It's> but <laughs> <laughs> I will tell people that. I'm like, yeah, it was crazy. That one time we had to circle each other's fat on our sororities. And we had to like, what was the one other rumor? You had to sit on the That's a trauma. laundry. Did you ever hear that? I heard about that. You Did you have to on, do it? No. Oh my God, oh. no. In our, I knew I had intimacy issues when in our sorority, I was in a sorority and there was like a night where we all had to tell each other secrets and I like left. I was like, I've got to go. Because <laughs> every secret was the same. Everyone was like, I only ate wheat thins for a week. Like every secret was like an eating disorder. And I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> You're like, I'm hungry. I have to leave. I was like, everyone's making me uncomfortable. And then it, with that situation, it gets performative. Mm. where it's like, so then I walked into the room and he was sitting on the table. It's like, oh, it just, and it becomes a competition. I don't like that. Oh yeah. And like everyone, a trauma competition. And comparing trauma, everyone My has their own shit. My hell. It's going on. Also, I feel like we talk so openly about stuff because I feel like at the end of the day, I don't know much, but I do know that if I'm speaking my truth, I can't mess up that bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, literally. You're like, be yourself. Everyone else is taken. <laughs> okay, so Marilyn Monroe. Last thing, so you're 30. Mm-hmm. Wait, when's your birthday? August 12th. So you're a Leo. I'm a Leo. Of course. Big Leo energy, but I am a Scorpio rising Virgo moon. Wow. Okay, this makes sense. It's complicated. It's very complicated. The Virgo, I, I appreciate. I've got a lot of Virgo. Okay, so what did you think your life would be like when you were 30 compared to like what it is? Ooh, I weirdly thought that I would be engaged at 29. Oh my God. Like Same. my little baby I was like, I'm gonna have kids when I'm 28. And like, I was like, I thought it was old to be like, I'm going to get engaged when I'm 29. But I knew that in my head, I was like older in life. Yes. I didn't realize that 29 would come so fast, but I weirdly did get engaged when I was 29. So then I told everyone I'm a psychic. I, wow. I feel like I'm not great at being grateful sometimes. Mm. I'm very hard at myself. Mm-hmm. myself. When I was 25, I like hated my job. I felt like I was like, why did I invest my whole life into tennis? Mm-hmm. And I'm just like working in a sales company, feeling uncreative and stupid. And then I really decided in my mid twenties to just do what brings me joy, to date people that bring me joy, to surround myself with friends who bring me joy. And I feel like for 30, there's no timelines with stuff, but I feel like I'm in my lane. I'm mm-hmm. in the right lane. And I feel like life is going to have ups and downs. My career is going to have slows and highs. Um, I'm lucky that I'm being honest with myself at 30. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm going to go with. Because mm-hmm. I feel like I, it's not that I was lying to myself when I was earlier, but I, I didn't know what my voice wanted. Mm-hmm. So like, just make sure the only timeline you have is by the time you're 30, know what the fuck you at least want and you and what makes you happy. Mm-hmm. How did you do that without burning everything down? Great question. I did. <laughs> That's no, what I, I kind of did too. I basically was doing this marketing job. I had all these fun ideas and I was working really hard and the owner just like didn't care. I ended up just doing customer service and I was like, okay, this is not right. But I was making decent money. I asked for a raise. He said no. I decided to quit. And he made some comment like, oh, you should have just threatened to want me to pay for your 
insurance, your health insurance. And I would have given, like he said some smirky comment, mm-hmm. like for two more grand. And I was like, whatever. And I heard him telling, he told my old coworker, like, oh, poor Hannah, like, what is she going to do now? And I was working, doing these little like pop-up shop events, like basically like a server or like uh-huh. that kind of thing. And I was making funny videos and my friend, this is manifesting at its finest. I was just telling people I want to do video, just like fucking tell people. And I wasn't mm-hmm. doing videos that were doing well. I just was like a funny person in the friend group. I wasn't doing anything on social mm-hmm. media. I was private, but I told someone I want to do video and they thought I was, a, I guess, funny personality. This company, Betches, you're probably mm-hmm. familiar. They're looking for a video producer of five years experience. This guy reaches out to me. I was like, I know you wanted to do video. You're funny. I go, I don't, I knew how to edit from college, but that was it. Like I knew Premiere Pro and that was Mm -hmm. it. And not well. He goes, just submit a funny video. They're having people submit this video. I did a video of like um, types of, or basic betches at the gym. Mm -hmm. And I did, it was very easy for me to do. It was like, how do I make my friends laugh? The betches were my friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I submitted it. They called me in. And I just came with a ton of video ideas. Wow. And I was like, I have no experience, but these are my ideas. And they were like, you have literally no experience. And I like to talk about money. I think women should talk yeah. about it. I got paid $300 a week. And I'm living in New York City with my parents. But I was for like- For full time? For, for a freelance job. But the, as a freelance job, it was like, I was just making as much content as I could. to $1,200 a month? Yes. Okay. I basically- Basically, my friends were like, is Hannah okay? Honestly. And this is mid-20s. You're like, but I'm getting more followers. <laughs> but I, at the time, when I first got there, I was private. And I st- they were pay- they'd pay me like extra for amount of memes I could write. So I would just, it was like joke writing boot camp. Yeah. I was literally just You're sitting like, there writing tweets dinner. and memes. <laughs> yes. I wrote like a hundred memes and tweets a week. But it was literally joke writing. And I didn't realize it at the time. And then... They told me they wanted me to make videos, but like without my face in it, because it like wasn't a identity I brand. Mean. And then <laughs> <an> identity brand. Because <laughs> no one's like, faces everyone in keeps it. telling me that. <laughs> I was like, I get it, I'm ugly. Yeah. So awesome. so I do these funny like fact videos, like, you know, five things that help you go to sleep at night, whatever. And they weren't doing well, honestly. I, it wasn't like, oh, I joined this company, I blew up. The videos weren't doing that great. Finally, they were like, could you make a meme video? Hmm. And, and I was like, okay, like Saturday Night Live type sketch. A guy that was on my flag football team was a videographer. Asked him, asked him to video it. They didn't even have a videographer. And I did when Bay FaceTimes you. It was when Bay was popular. And it was just me picking up the phone with headphones going, oh, I have to um, find my headphones. And I had no makeup on. And it showed me like putting on the makeup. Yes. I got a ring light. And it goes, hey, what's up? It hits a million views, yes. but they had a big following anyway. Yeah, yeah. But like people, it was a, people liked the video. They go, "Can you do this three times a week?" And I was like, "Yes, just say yes, just say yes. yes. Never take a job that you're qualified for mm-hmm. ever, because just don't." And <laughs> that's, that's my advice. And the videos started to just do great. I started meeting com- comedians in New York City. I loved it so much. I was overworking myself definitely, but I found joy in it. Like I liked work. Yes. And then from there, I started interviewing people. I met people on Summer House. I ended up getting casted for it. I started my podcast. And then recently, I had another kind of change in my life where I got engaged. I left reality TV and now I'm fully pursuing stand-up. So that's like my second chapter in entertainment has begun now. No more Summer House. No more Summer House. 
Did they, are they still going? Yes. Okay. It's when you're 26 and you're single and it's very fun to be on like a drinking reality show. For sure. But once you kind of meet your person and they're more private, it's not, I, it would be very stressful. <laughs> 100%. You'd be like, so this season you're cheating. <laughs> and your whole hey, storyline's about you cheating. Hey, babe, can you treat me like shit? And we just yeah. get in a little fight? Yeah, honestly. And honestly, then we'll make up. We'll you're like, just- abuse for just a few months. And can you yell at my friends too? Can yes. you start fights with my friends? And if you want to punch another boyfriend, that's yes. totally okay. Yes. Just like apologize after. Or don't. Yes. Punch a wall. That's fine too. <laughs> and just get really drunk and say really abusive things in the morning. Don't remember that. Yes. Also, what's funny is so good. This is sober. It just, oh, cool. Yeah. Do you drink? I, I do, but I'm like, I'm not your drinking friend. Dude, 100%. I don't drink. I'm bad at drinking. Too I tall. get sleepy. I'm also like the what I bring to the table is I can be like funny and witty. Hundred percent. The second I have two drinks, I'm just like, do you guys want to dance? Yeah, hundred percent. Like, no, like I I 100%. lose all my wit. Yes, and then I like I'm make the joke that ends everything. <laughs> like it's like everyone's like ah, and then I'm like ah, and everyone's like oh yeah, mm. I'm like perfect. That was like me high too. Justin fucking hates me. I can't me high. get high. I ruin every party high. I also have like party depression. Yo. Like I'm living my life and then I'll get to a party and I'll see everyone having Yo. fun and I'll be like, what are they no happy about? No one's having fun at parties. What are they That's celebrating? a lie. And I like don't like alcohol and I'm like, I wish anything made me as happy as these people like alcohol or cocaine. And then I get I in my coke. head and then I go in the bathroom and I look at myself and then I'm like, I just want to go home. Dude, and then 100%. you have like, oh, you reflect on life that you can't enjoy 100%. a party. So I'm um, glad we're bonding over this. 100%. I'm just a bad partier and I was on a partying TV show, which is hilarious. I kind of like it. Thanks. It's like you, but you have, they make you kind of drink. It's kind of like you have to drink to survive. Yeah. But I also think it makes sense that I purple bombed it because it wasn't authentic to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I love you. I'm so glad you came. Oh, this has been so, so this much was fun. So much fun. I'm I've, so glad. I do have to let people know I have been manifesting being a guest on the Almost Thirty podcast. I, when I started my podcast, I was aware of you guys mm-hmm. as like honestly one of the pioneers of just Aww. like friendships and mm-hmm. successful women. So thanks. It's really an honor and a privilege to be here. You're the best. <laughs> um, all right. Well, we love you guys. Tell them. So you have shows still. Oh yeah. Go to hannahburn.com. I have shows coming yeah. up in Florida, Boston, Connecticut. I'm sad I didn't see you in LA. Oh, I know. Next time. Next time. Next time. Yeah. I, sh- I didn't invite you. That's my bad. I know. I was, no, it's fine. I was worried that maybe you didn't want to. I would have wanted to. Thanks. Thanks. Um, I, d- I wanted to establish our friendship first before I forced you to go outside. So true. To places. You're like, hey, so it's a prerequisite <laughs> that you have to like read my book, listen to my pod, and go to my show. <laughs> I have gotten a lot of merch since being in, in LA. Like everyone gives me their merch. And I'm like, I have a tiny... I would never... I have that. a tiny little bag that I came here with. I kind of respect that, but like... Oh, I, I wear merch on people's podcasts. Like, oh my God. Yeah, you're <laughs> biggest fan. It's like that. <laughs> um, and yeah, follow me at Being Burns on social medias. And then I have a podcast called Giggly Squad and Burning in Hell. They're the best. All right, guys, we love you. We will see you soon. Bye. Thank you so much, Hannah, for coming on the show. You can go to almost30.com for all show notes, information about our guests, information about Lindsay and I. We have partner discounts. We have the blog. 
it's a really great resource if you want to dig in further. And then Almost 30 Podcast on Instagram. And we also really appreciate when you review the show or you share the show with friends. That's how we've grown. You can just share the love and laughs with people you love. Yeah. And we can't wait to see you at Camp Almost 30 coming up in January. So check it out. It is a free event. Thousands of you show up from all over the world. And it's truly a one-of-one experience. So I cannot wait to welcome you. It's free. You can sign up at almost30.com. And thank you to our sponsors for this episode. As always, just bringing you brands we really, really love, support, and use ourselves. Beekeepers Naturals, EM Cosmetics, BetterHelp, Element, and Omaze. So check out all the discount information. It's holiday season. So get your discounts all in order uh, and go to our website, almost30.com. Scroll down and click on partners. Thank you all. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye. Bye.